Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always an honor and a pleasure to have this man on. He's the inventor of mRNA technology. He is a great doctor and has been for many, many years, and he's been under scrutiny for a long time because he dares tell the truth. It's Dr. Uh, Robert Malone. Doctor, how are, how are you? Good to see you again. Good to see you, Joe, and thanks for the opportunity to be here with your uh, audience. Well, my audience loves when you come on. Go to rwmalonemd.com, rwmalonemd.com. I know that we follow each other on, on Getter. Are you on Truth as well? Yes, sir, and also on Gab. Okay, so it's RW Malone MD on all of them? Yeah, the best way to uh, follow a lot of our more important stuff is rwmalonemd.substack.com. Great. And for the things relating to World Economic Forum and some other more niche stuff, it's maloneinstitute.org. Perfect. All right. People will look for everything Dr. Malone, and uh, they're going to get a great education. Let's talk about what's happened to you. I sent you at one point a long time ago a screenshot of Facebook censoring as false information my having you on my show. I mean, literally, I posted the entire video, and on the on the thumbnail, I think I said, inventor of, R, of mRNA technology, Dr. Robert Malone, joins PAGS. They, they mosaic that out and said it was false information. This has been happening for a long time. Let's settle this, this story once and for all like we did last time you were on. Are you the guy that holds the patents for this technology? So the patents uh, that I'm listed on as inventor that list, and, and by the way, the preceding publications, but the patents in question all have priority dates of 1989. There's nine of them. Uh, they have all expired, so they're no longer active. I never got any money from them except for one U.S. dollar. Wow. I have no financial conflict of interest. I have no dog financially in this fight other than the attempt to write me out of history. Um, and uh, these, these uh, many issued patents cover uh, the uh, structure of the RNA without the pseudouridine that's still used, uh, the um, general method of delivering the RNA, that being with positively charged fats, the method of manufacturing the RNA, which is still used, um, and uh, its use uh, for eliciting an immune response in a mammal, in the case of those patents, uh, which uh, the uh, corporate press never cites, uh, but which includes the first reduction to practice, in other words, actually doing it yeah. in a mouse, um, involving the production of immune responses against AIDS proteins. So all of that gets overlooked. They never read the patents. They never cite the patents. Um, and this uh, includes uh, key academic thought leaders that disparage me that happen to be employed by the University of Pennsylvania which gets quite a bit of revenue from the Carrico patents. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here that maybe you disagree with. Um, I think you give them too much credit. Um, they have read the patents. They know that your name is on it, but they have to eliminate you because you're telling the truth about what this technology does and doesn't do. They know that you're the guy, but they have this this complicit collusion effort going on on social media, big media, the left uh, uh, media, whatever we want to call them. They have to they have to somehow. Um, denigrate your standing on this technology to get what they want to go across, which is everybody has to get vaccinated. Everybody's got to get the shot. And Malone's yeah. out here telling the truth. We got to stop him. You agree with that? 
there's there's clearly been a concerted effort to defame yes uh, and gaslight and we have a lawsuit right now is that we may discuss or not about with the Washington Post to that extent but it's been broad based and it's not just been about defaming me as it relates to what I've been saying but also they needed to take me out because there was a concerted effort to try to get the Nobel Prize for Carrico and Weissman uh, that that's well demonstrated by the many press interviews that were given in which they claim to have been the original inventors. And of course, this is in the financial interests and, and uh, also scientific interests of BioNTech, right. as well as UPenn, both of which employ Katie Carrico. It's Dr. Robert Malone. Go to um, rwmalonemd.com. Uh, also, rwmalonemd.substack.com. Follow him on social media. He's on Gab. He's on Getter. He's on Truth. And he's telling the truth out here. So um, what is the suit with the Washington Post about? Because um, it, I would guess the Washington Post, this historic um, newspaper, would call you. Let's do an interview, um, Dr. Malone. Let's get this straight. Did they do that? So uh, this particular case, which is one of five that we sent out uh, cease and desist letters over, this includes the defamation from the Atlantic Monthly, uh, Rolling Stone, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and a private party that tried to get my license taken that lives on uh, Maui, the island of Maui, and... uh, also colluded with uh, a, a European publication called The Scientist um, to make defamatory statements. Of those, we sent out the cease and desist letters. The Washington Post then republished the uh, attack and added additional um, uh, defamatory language wow. in the publication. And also, I think it's the president of the Washington Post uh, sent out personal tweets that were defamatory over Twitter. So that constitutes uh, evidence of uh, malice. Yes. And uh, that's crucial in these lawsuits. It's very, very difficult to prosecute a defamation lawsuit. We're doing it in the state of Virginia, and the case has been assigned to a very experienced defamation attorney. Uh, and we have standing here, I'm sorry, defamation lawyer, yes. uh, sorry, I'm blowing it again, judge. Uh, so the case has been, already been assigned to a judge who is senior and experienced in defamation lawsuits here in the state of Virginia. State of Virginia does not have extreme slap provisions like the state of California does. Right. Uh, so this, you'll recall that the Amber Heard uh, Johnny Depp case was prosecuted in Virginia. Uh, so uh, we seem in the, the the assertion made in many of the kind of go pound sand responses we've received from all these publications where we merely asked for a retraction and an apology, no, no uh, financial damages in our initial letters. Yeah. Um, but uh, the assertion made by most of these in their responses is that, Robert, you're a public figure. And so, therefore, uh, we're immune from defamation claims because you're a public figure. Untrue. Uh, (laughs) Well, as you said, it makes it harder because you are a public figure, but it doesn't matter. They can't defame you. They can't lie about you. They can't harm you in the ways that they've harmed you. 
the the problem is uh, how to succeed in court because the law has been very stacked against anybody trying to make these claims, which is uh, in the case if they do succeed in asserting that I'm a public figure and disregarding the fact that I'm a licensed physician and that making these claims damages me professionally in a very significant way. Um, uh, they're claiming that I've lied and we could go into the scope of that, but in uh, many other things. Well, 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 doctor, I want to ask this because the, the job of these outlets is to ask questions and report stories that they cover. Did they ever invite you, any of those publications, to sit down with them and have a conversation? So uh, in the case of the New so the answer is uh, yes. And in most cases, we did grant interviews. Yeah. And uh, I covered, for instance, the language used by the New York Times uh, um, uh, journalist, quote unquote, uh, that uh, came and stayed here at the farm, visited for a couple of different days. Um, what often these journalists do is they basically are akin to con artists. Yes. They say things like, oh, we just want to get your story out. Um, you've been so uh, defamed or gaslit or whatever. We, you know, we want to help you to get the real story out. And so they gain your confidence and then they attack after yes. they find some little tidbit that they think they can leverage. So in the case of the Washington Post, um, I had already been through a couple of rounds of this with the Atlantic Monthly making this kind of logic. And the New York Times, uh, again, and you can see the whole email dialogue on our Substack. Okay. Um, this is by way of uh, um, prepare and protect yourself by learning from my own bad experiences. Smart. In the case of the Washington Post, as we were getting ready for the uh, protest to end the mandates on the Lincoln Memorial, you may recall that cold January. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and... Uh, I was contacted by a young reporter from the Washington Post who made, and I've posted that <clears throat> on our Substack, his actual email in which he says he has deep respect for me and just wants to help, you know, get the story out, et cetera. Having already been through two rounds of this and seeing how the Washington Post had played all this out, I very carefully said, I'm sorry, I won't be able to support this request. Good. Um, to which point he then went around and tried to interview anybody that he could that knew me. And he found one individual, I think it's probably the my former colleague in at defense that uh, has long been a competitor kind of throughout his career, okay. uh, spoke out to the Atlantic Monthly. So he said something, but most of the people around me uh, involved in the defeat, the man's mandates rally also told this young gentleman that they had no interest in speaking to him. So what he did apparently was uh, attend the rally and uh, took something that I said out of context and then attacked me for that. Specifically, uh, the statement that I made um, on the steps was that these vaccines are not working and I went on to say, in the case of Omicron, they are not protecting us against infection, replication, or spread. I said nothing about disease or death. Um, he took that and dropped, just said, Malone said the vaccines aren't working. 
and then cited two CDC MMWR publications, which are not peer-reviewed, right. asserting that uh, there was protection by the vaccines from uh, disease, severe disease and death. The current data from all over the world demonstrates that these vaccines that are multiply administered in the case of Omicron are associated with a higher risk of uh, um, hospitalization or death um, the majority of people that are being hospitalized or dying from Omicron are the highly inoculated with these vaccines. So, but they took this and said that I had lied and that I was leading my followers to, you know, it was very similar to the language Biden used about the dark winter and death and despair and all yes. those kinds of dark mutterings. Uh, and then went on to say a bunch of slanderous and defamatory things about me. But that's that's the way they play this is they'll cherry pick some little fragment and then uh, use it as a straw man. This is basically using a straw man argument. Well, uh, well, what's interesting, doctor, the, the whole mention of the dark death of summer or, or of the, the winter. And if you're unvaccinated, that's what you can expect. If you're vaccinated, you can go and enjoy your family. Um, that was BS because we've gone through that winter. And as you said, we're seeing those who have gotten the shot are more apt to end up in the hospital. Those are, I'm unvaccinated. I'm never going to get the shot. I don't need it. I'm healthy. I'm fine. I've had COVID, knocked it out in a couple of days with ivermectin and D3 and B12 and some steroids for my lungs. So I'm not really sure why this guy thought that it was necessary to take you out of context, ignore the Omicron, you know, very variable that you were talking about, and uh, and then act as if you lied because you went against the CDC. That is not the be-all, end-all. The CDC only makes recommendations, and their recommendations have been wrong almost the entire time. Well, well, to your point, uh, there was the subsequent article uh, from the New York Times that dropped on President's Day, yeah. which I think may well have been a... Uh, disclosure um, to the reporter of the results of one of those surveys that has become the basis for reorganizing the CDC. Yes. Uh, um, because there's a remarkable alignment about what the New York Times said about the CDC and uh, what's reported um, and, and the modifications. But the New York Times said flat out that the CDC has become a weaponized political organization. It's no longer a neutral arbiter of truth and that it has withheld information data about both the vaccine and the uh, disease all the way through the outbreak. So the assertion that what the CDC said represented truth is clearly refuted, not just by the New York Times article, but by these subsequent reports that have come out that have triggered this reorganization, quote unquote, of the CDC. So that's you asked. I'm asked from time to time why uh, we decided to file against The Washington Post. And it's this combination of, you know, since since there are multiple copies of the video of me speaking on the Lincoln Memorial, I wrote the speech very carefully, knowing I was going to be fact-checked. Yeah. Um, I printed and made available the text of the speech on my Substack, and yet this young reporter chose to disregard all of that, write this defamatory statement, and then upon receipt of our cease and desist, um, the Washington Post decided their leadership to send out a defamatory tweet and to republish the article 
and make further defamatory statements. So that appears to meet the criteria for malice, right. which is what will overcome any objection about um, me being a public figure. So because you cannot uh, slander or defame a public figure if you can, if it can be shown that you did so with malice. Yeah, right. so and, that- and the bottom line is this, you gave them a chance. You were gracious enough to give them the shot to retract it, don't do this, and they doubled down, they tripled down. So I believe that you're well within your rights and I hope that you win. It's uh, Dr. Robert Malone. He is the inventor of mRNA technology. Um, also, uh, go to his website. He's got a couple here. rwmalonemd.com is the main website. And uh, am I saying this right? rwmalone.substack.com? That's the Substack. We put those out right. every day, and you can subscribe and get it direct in your inbox. And then it's the MaloneInstitute.org for our more recent stuff, including this comprehensive spreadsheet of all of the young leaders trained by the World Economic Forum okay. from all over the world. Perfect. That's it for part one of my special interview with Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of mRNA technology, R.W. Malone, M.D., on Gab, on Getter, on Truth, and also put a .com on that. You can go to his website. Part two is going to be on Monday on the Joe Pag Show. Stay right here. This is the Joe Pag Show. I'm glad to have you. Thanks. I appreciate you, you stopping by. Part two with Dr. Malone will be on Monday. He gets into the Moderna versus Pfizer suits. Uh, he, he, he really ties this thing up in a wonderful way, telling us exactly why they're leaving him out. So make sure you tune in Monday, Pop Culture. Pop. Dirty pop. Hi, Paul. What's happening, brother? So I say the name Joseph Baina. What, what does that mean to you? I know who that is, but I can't tell you who it is. But I but I know who that is. Okay, so it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's, yes. I guess, illegitimate son. Is that what you would call yes. him? Okay, yeah, but so, he looks a lot like him. Yeah, so apparently he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars. Um, Come on. I mean, this is where they're at now. I mean, they're, they're on Disney+, Plus. they're not on regular <laughs> TV, and they're getting this guy. All right, there you go. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show. <laughs>